Coming up on The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. Because I forgive, I'm not saying that it's all right what they did. I'm not saying that, that it can be excused what they did. I'm just saying I want to be free. I don't want to walk with this in my heart. And the third thing is this, forgiveness is one of the most self-loving things you'll ever do. If you love yourself, forgive. It's about you. It's mostly about you. Peter came to Jesus and said, this is verse 21, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Now, do you get the feeling right then that someone was on Peter's nerves? (laughs) I've forgiven John three times, Lord. How many more times do I have to do this? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 denarii. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Now, this is a shocking story. And let me begin by talking about three shocking truths about unforgiveness from this story here, because it is a shocking story. It's actually hyperbole. Jesus is telling really kind of a ridiculous story here to try to make a point about how God sees this issue of unforgiveness. Here's the first shocking truth. It is shocking how seriously God takes the issue of of unforgiveness or forgiveness. I mean, this is a shocking story. And at the end of the story, remember, this servant would not forgive his brother. And at the end of the story, Jesus said, he'll be turned over to torturers. And so will you. If each of you from your heart does not forgive your brothers and your sisters, their trespasses, torture. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty strong word. But the truth is, unforgiveness is torture. It's, just, it's, it's a torturous lifestyle. Physically, stress, ulcers, nervous problems, heart problems, headaches, high blood pressure, skin problems. Many, many physical problems can be traced back to uh, the lack of forgiveness in a person's life, bitterness, hate, things like that. Secondly is emotionally. It's torment emotionally. Outbursts of anger, mood swings, personality changes, depression, anxiety, cynicism, things like that. Emotionally, it just wreaks havoc with us. Depression, by the way, depression is an epidemic in America. 
the number one clinical definition of depression is anger turned inward. When you put anger on the inside of you, it is the highest emotional consumer. Did you know we have a very limited amount of emotional energy, all of us do, and when a person goes through something good in life, you know, you, you win the lottery, you get a raise, uh, you have a baby, you, someone wins a gold medal in the Olympics or something like that, did you know that, that after a good event, most people are slightly depressed afterwards? Because our emotions have to catch up. We're very limited in what we can do emotionally. And so anytime we expend any level of emotional energy, we have to catch up. For, it took me years. As preachers, preacher's worst day is always Monday. I didn't know that. And uh, when I started out preaching, I would wake up Monday and I'd always be down on Monday. And I still am. I'm flat on Mondays. It's because Saturday night and Sundays, I just give and give and give emotionally. So what I've learned is it just takes me 24 hours or so for my emotions to catch back up. And that's when something good is happening. When you put hate and anger and unforgiveness inside of you, it is the highest level of emotional consumer and it's 24 hours a day. And what happens after just a day or two or three of having that on the inside of you, your emotions begin to crater and you get depressed. And what your emotions are saying to you is we can't keep up. We can't do this. We weren't designed to hate. Human beings were not created to be repositories for anger. We weren't. We weren't designed that way. So when we take long-term anger and unforgiveness and put it on the inside of us, we are ensuring ourselves major emotional problems in our lives. It's also spiritually, it's torment. And Jesus says here, you'll be turned over to tormentors. I believe that when we will not forgive a person, it exposes us to demonic torment. Now, this is what Ephesians 4 says, verse 26. It says, be angry, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to diabolos. That's the word there, devil. It means slander. When There's nothing wrong with anger. Be angry. All of us get angry. It's inevitable that you're going to get angry. And there's nothing wrong with today's anger. But don't sin. Don't hit anybody. Don't, don't do something wrong. Don't be hateful. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and if you do let the sun go down on your anger and you don't deal with that anger today, you're gonna give an opening to Diabolos. He's gonna come into your life and slander your husband, slander your wife, slander your friends, slander everybody in your life until he's divided all the relationships in your life. It is demonic torment. And so here's what I believe. When we walk in unforgiveness, we're walking out from under the protection of God. Hate is the devil's territory. And when you're walking in hate, you're on his turf and you can't cast the devil out of his own property. That's his property. Love is God's property. Forgiveness is God's property. When you're walking in forgiveness, you're walking under the covering of God. When you're walking in hate, you're walking out from under the covering of God. And that's why it's torture. It's because you're exposed to all of that demonic element that you're not when you're walking in love. Relationally and socially, division, racism, wars, violence, divorce, lawsuits. You can go on and on and on of the, of the ill that happens when we allow unforgiveness into our lives. It is torture, and that's what Jesus says. Here are three sayings that I like related to the issue of forgiveness. The first is this. The poison of unforgiveness damages the vessel it is stored in worse than anything you can spit it on. It's harming you more than anybody else. The person that you're mad at, the people that you're mad at, it's not hurting them nearly as much as it's hurting, hurting you. The second is forgiveness does not make them right. It just makes us free. Because I forgive, I'm not saying that it's all right what they did. 
I'm not saying that, that it can be excused what they did. I'm just saying I want to be free. I don't want to walk with this in my heart. And the third thing is this. Forgiveness is one of the most self-loving things you'll ever do. If you love yourself, forgive. It's about you. It's mostly about you in this issue of forgiveness. So the first shocking truth is it's shocking how seriously God takes this issue and he will not forgive our sins. Jesus says it plainly. He will not forgive our sins if we, if we don't forgive. If, if there's a person, I want to say this to you this morning, if you're a Christian and God loves you, if there's a person in your life you haven't forgiven in a year, all your sins for the last year have not been forgiven, it doesn't matter if you've confessed them or not. And that, that's the shocking truth of this. God will only give us as much grace as we'll give away. And if we will not forgive, he won't forgive us. That's the meaning of the story. Second shocking truth. It's shocking how petty unforgiveness seems from God's perspective. Now, this is a ridiculous story. And this story is ridiculous because of the sums of money involved. The first man owed his master 10,000 talents. One talent, by modest uh, estimates, is worth $300,000. A talent was a massive amount of money. One talent was worth $300,000. This man owed his master 10,000 talents. And the estimates of how much he owed him go anywhere from 10 million to a billion. I read uh, the commentaries when I was researching for this message. And the, the, the commentators all say it's incalculable. Jesus, what Jesus means by this is it's, it's a bizarre amount of money that nobody could ever pay back. And so this man was forgiven a billion dollars by his master. And imagine for just a minute, he was going to be sold, his wife was going to be sold, and his children were going to be sold. And, and that's, that's a very disturbing thing to think about permanently. And he begs for his master's mercy and his master forgives him. Imagine you've just been forgiven a billion dollars. You've totally forgiven a billion dollars. Then he goes and finds one of his fellow servants who owes him a hundred denarii. Anybody know how much that's worth? You have a hundred denarii in your pocket? $10,000. It was three months wage for a soldier at that time. He just, you would think that when a person has been forgiven a billion dollars, they'd be in a forgiving mood. But rather than being in a forgiving mood, he goes and finds his fellow servant, grabs him by the throat, starts choking him, says, pay me back what you owe me. And the guy says, I don't have it. Please forgive me. And he didn't. He threw him in prison. This, this is what it looks like. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, master, how many times do we forgive our brother? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. Let me tell you something, Peter. The kingdom of heaven is like, and here's what Jesus is doing. He's drawing a drape into the invisible realm. We live in this hateful, hurtful world of people and wars and problems and, and all this, the racism, the sexism, the bigotry, just the out and out hatred that's in the world today. We've grown up in this world and this is what we know. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is not like this. The kingdom of heaven is not like this. And he draws the drape open. He says, let me show you what the kingdom of heaven is like. You have a very forgiving king. And he's willing to forgive all of us a billion dollars, more than we could ever repay. But we have, to, we have to be willing to forgive other people. And in comparison to what we've done to Jesus, they've done very little to us. Every one of us faces challenges in this life on a daily basis. But how do we keep from being overcome by those circumstances? We have to make the decision to be overcomers. 
That's why we believe every person needs the overcoming life. Today, for a gift of $45 or more, you'll receive the full series on CD or audio download. And we'll also include the book, A Mindset Free, which will teach you the power of biblical meditation. If you'd like to receive the full series on DVD or video download, as well as the book, we'll send them to you for your gift of $80 or more. We want these powerful resources in your hands. So for your gift of any amount, we'll send you the book, A Mindset Free. The Overcoming Life series talks about things like how to heal from the scars of rejection, why we compare ourselves to others, and the key to dealing with discouragement. Discover the joy of being an overcomer. Experience the series, The Overcoming Life, today. Peter comes to Jesus and says, Lord, how many times do I forgive my brother? Seven. Here's what Jesus didn't say. No, Peter, eight. You're off by one, but you're doing really good. You're a big-hearted person. It's a more biblical number. No, Peter, 12. No, 40. 40 is the number. It's a biblical number. That's a lot, Peter, but you can get there. He says, no, Peter, 70 times seven. The point is you always forgive. Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding with mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor is he, will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we're but dust. How many of you are glad that we have a forgiving God? He's massively forgiving. Hey, let me say, it's why I love him. It's, it's why I love him. Well, let me talk about how to forgive from the heart. Number one, because this is a hard issue now. Everything I've said so far is just a technical, technical issue of Here's what the Bible says, and here's, here's what forgiveness means. Let's get it down to a heart issue. Okay, We must remember that our sins cost Jesus his life. Our sins. The most righteous man in the history of the world died the worst death in the history of the world, and you put him there. The Jews didn't put him there. The Romans didn't put him there. You put him there. I put him there. It's easy to be, sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the bad thing about unforgiveness is so much of the time we feel so good about it. We feel justified. And we look at what that person has done and we think, I would never do that. I would never do that. No. You're right. I might not do that. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I hadn't done a lot of other dumb stuff. I put Jesus on that cross. The hammer, the nails, the spear, the whip, the crown of thorns, the sign mocking the fact that he was king of the Jews. Jimmy Evans put all of them there, and that is the honest to God truth. And when I think in those terms, I get a little bit more humble about what other people have done. You put Jesus there. Don't you think you didn't? And let me put it in another way. For what you did to him, you owe a billion dollars to him. Just make it a trillion while you're at it. 
It's an amount that you couldn't pay the interest on. Ever, 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 ever. But he forgave you. And that's the truth. Our hearts have got to get soft and get humble before we start extending forgiveness to other people. And we have to begin by just simply saying, I might not have done that, but I did enough to put him on the cross. That's true. We put him there. Number two, key to forgiving from the heart. We have to remember that God loves our offender as much as he loves us. And this is, this is really the, this is the offensive part, kind of. You know, someone has done something horrible to us and we feel justified because we feel better than them. And you know, when someone does something, and there are levels this morning as I'm, as I, and I'm, as I'm talking about this message, I know there are maybe people coming to your mind okay, of people that maybe you need to forgive. There are the people that are frustrating. That's kind of the lowest level, just the frustrating people. They're kind of easy to forgive. They're just frustrating. Then there are the difficult people. They're, they're, they're not necessarily easy to forgive. They're difficult, but okay, I forgive them. They're just weird Uncle Harry, you know. It's just difficult. And then there are the painful people, the hurtful people. And, and a lot of them mean to be hurtful. And they're a particular challenge. But then there are the devastating people. And this is the hardest. These are the hardest ones, the devastators. And I promise you that every one of you have had a devastator in your life. They did something, they said something, they didn't do something, and it devastated you. And you're sitting here thinking about the issue of forgiveness, and I'm sitting here saying, God loves them as much as he loves you. That's really where it gets offensive sometimes, because it's like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. And so, we justify we justify, we hate this group, we hate this group, we hate this person, we hate this person, and we put labels on them. And labels just mean, now I have the, because you're a jerk and you're an idiot and you're this and you're that, now I justify hating you because you're not as important as me and you're not as special as me. Because I'm a born again Christian and we are the cherry on the top of the Sunday. <laughs> and God loves us more than everybody else. True? False. False. For God so loved the world, not America and not Christians. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, 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 whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever. Most of your New Testament was written by a man who killed Christians for a living. The Apostle Paul killed Christians. The book of Acts records him as a murderer, watching the coats of those who are stoning Stephen, the deacon. And while they feared him and hated him, God loved him and was trying to save him. And our heart just has to soften up and understand, regardless of what they've done to us, they're still human beings in God's sight, and until they draw their last breath, he'll chase them to the gates of hell to try to get them to heaven. <laughs> Number three, 
step in forgiving from your heart. We must make a permanent release of their debt and release their judgment to God. And there's a better way to say it, and it's this. We have to disqualify ourselves as a judge. We just, we don't make good judges of people. And, and the reason that we don't is we see the behavior of people, but rarely do we know what they did, why they do what they did. I don't, I don't have enough information. And so he will judge. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I'm putting judgment into his hands. And if there is judgment necessary, he'll do it, not me, because he's qualified. And I'm not qualified. Number four, step of forgiving from your heart. This is the big one. We must bless them and pray for them. Jesus says in Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you. That's not just good little spiritual advice that heals your heart. And one of the main things that I hear from people, because again, I want to go back to the word devastate. The frustrators, the, the difficult people, the hurtful people, well, they're, they're an issue, but the devastators are the issue. And so many times I hear people say, Jimmy, I want to forgive, and I keep saying every day I forgive them, but the hate's still there, and I, and I feel bad about it. What do I do? I understand that. I'm, I'm not a hateful person, I don't believe. Um, but there have been two or three people in my life that I've hated. You have to work hard to get me to hate you, and they did. And uh, I hated them. And it was oppressive. Just like I said, it was torment to be in that condition of hating somebody. But the healing of my emotions came as I prayed for them. God told me to pray for them, and it was offensive. And I didn't want to pray for them. Because it's like, Lord, I don't want you to bless them, and I can pray anything good that I... I want to pray, but I don't mean it. I want you to kill them. Their obituary is my happy thought. Hmm? But God, Jesus says, pray for them and bless them. Listen, if you can't pray for them, you haven't forgiven them. And if you can't pray for them, God knows you haven't gotten to your heart yet. Jesus, I'm, just not, I'm not asking you to go through some ritualistic type of performance-oriented forgiveness where you just say, oh, I forgive so-and-so and walk off and still have all your ill will. He's saying, from your heart, it's gonna get down here or it's not gonna work with me. Because he's a heart God. You pray for them. They may be dead. Mother, father, stepmother, stepfather, business partner, ex-spouse, whatever it might have been. And they devastated you, devastated you. They may be dead, it doesn't matter. You bless them until you get healed. Because when you start giving grace away, God will start giving grace into your heart. And as you pray for them, you'll be healed. This is when it gets down to the heart level. And this is how I changed. This is the people that I hated. This is when the hate stopped and, and truly love began. You know, unforgiveness can destroy your life. And I know that there are many of you watching right now that you've been through some really overwhelming circumstances. And I was telling you my story there. And all of us have stories, but some stories are horrific. As a pastor for over 35 years, I've heard horrific stories from people of abuse, of murder, of, of unbelievable things that have been done to them and their families. And the answer is always the same. You have to forgive. There's not one person that God will give us the ability to hate and the right to hate, except the devil. We can hate the devil as much as we hate the devil. We can't hate people. And the, the saying that forgiveness does not make them right, it just makes me free. 
And forgiveness cuts the umbilical cord that keeps feeding my spirit. So you can be angry at someone who's dead, still feeding your spirit, and the people closest around you are getting the worst of it. Your husband, your wife, your children, your friends, the people closest around you are going to get the fallout because it changes your personality. It makes you sick. Physically, it changes you. Mentally, it changes you. You become cynical. You become hard-hearted. All of these things happen because you got hurt, something happened, you didn't forgive, and that becomes then a stronghold of the enemy. And this program is about overcoming unforgiveness. And the most important thing that I said in this teaching is you have to bless that person. And it seems so repulsive to think that you have to bless them. But God loves that person in spite of what they did. God loves them. And as we bless that person, it moves it, blessing moves it from our head to our heart. And blessing proves to God that we are forgiving from our hearts the way that Jesus commanded. But the most important thing is this. It's going to set you free, free to live your life. All your hate doesn't hurt that other person. It just hurts you. And it keeps you from living the life that God intended for you to live. I've hated. I've, I've been in that bondage. I'm free. I overcame it. I'm doing what the Bible had to say. It will set you free also. And my encouragement to you today is not just to forgive today, but forgive every day. Because things happen to us all the time. And we just have to learn to be gracious, forgiving people in order to live an overcoming life. That's my prayer for you, is that you live your life to the fullest and that you would overcome everything that has come against you. In Jesus' name, I'll see you next time, right here on The Overcoming Life. Experience Jimmy's inspiring series, The Overcoming Life, on CD, DVD, or digital download. We'll also include the book, A Mind Set Free. The full series on CD or audio download and the book are yours for a gift of $45 or more. Receive the series on DVD or video download and the book for $80 or more. The Overcoming Life series will show you how to heal from the scars of rejection, why we compare ourselves to others, the key to dealing with discouragement, and so much more. Here's the truth, and that is you're either an overcomer or you're being overcome. There are many challenges in this life that all of us face on a daily basis, and we have to make the decision. I'm either going to be an overcomer or I'm going to be overcome. When you support this ministry with a gift of any amount, we'll send you the book, A Mind Set Free. Discover the joy of being an overcomer. Experience the series, The Overcoming Life, today. What if you could change your life in just three weeks? We believe you can. The 21-day Total Freedom Journey is your personal path to becoming the person God made you to be. Free from the pain of your past, the bondage of sin, and the tyranny of toxic thoughts. This unique online program guides you through 21 daily plans using over six hours of video teaching from Jimmy Evans and a downloadable journal for daily personal application exercises. God really just opened my eyes and just worked in some places that I didn't even know I needed Him to work in. It showed me what a bondage was, and I knew that my food addiction was not, I thought it was physical, but it wasn't. After the 21-day Total Freedom Journey, follow up with 21-Day Inner Healing Journey. Designed in a similar format, this teaching app and journal will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. You are three weeks away from freedom and a transformed life. Visit 21dayjourney.com. 
Thank you for watching The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. Support The Overcoming Life with your best gift and receive the series The Overcoming Life. Start the path to becoming the person God made you to be with the 21-day Total Freedom Journey. With 21 daily plans and video teachings from Jimmy Evans, this app will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. Visit 21dayjourney.com. This program is made possible by the generous support of our faithful partners.